0: Hey friends, welcome. Uh, My name is Susanna Alba and I am going to teach you today the three things that will help you to land a six-figure career, but also how to be able to stand under the weight of that and do that without having to sacrifice your life um, or lose yourself in the process. And this comes from a place of me kind of following this same framework that I'm about to teach you and what it did in efforts for me to find success, in efforts for me to do what I am doing right now and still be able to be in a place where I feel comfortable, where I feel that I am adding value, where I feel is going to change the lives of the people who are watching or listening to this at this moment. And so the first thing that I want to talk to you about is understanding the difference between your zone of competence and your zone of genius. If you've read the book, The Big Leap, that's where I get that from. But understanding your zone of competence and understanding your zone of genius are going to significantly help you if you are looking to operate in a place where you are where you are thriving, where this is something that is comes naturally to you where you don't feel so burnt out. One of the things that many people who hit the six figure mark uh, feel is that of burnout. And it's because they have not been able to identify or make room or margin in um, their lives. And so they're operating either in their zone of competence or um, and not operating in their zone of genius. And so just to give some definition to what these two zones are, your zone of, comf- of competence, Your zone of competence is uh, the place where you do efficient work, but you don't stand out or offer anything unique compared to other people who are performing the same tasks, okay? So your zone of competence is a place where you do efficient work, but you don't stand out or offer anything unique compared to the people who are doing the same tasks. You simply get the job done at a satisfactory level. And, and let me be clear that there is nothing wrong with working in your zone of competence. You simply get the job done. However, when you are working in your zone of genius, which I'm going to define here in a minute, that completely changes. So your zone of genius, this is where your greatest passion meets your natural talents and you can capitalize on your innate abilities. So again, your zone of genius is the area where your natural talents and your passions combine and you become a powerhouse. For me, my zone of genius is being able to encourage, to teach, and to lead groups of people. That has always been the area where I have always thrived. It taps into my natural talents, and it comes from a place of whether I've wanted it or not, I end up rising to a leadership role. Even in the moments when I have tried to hide, even in the moments where I'm like, man, I wish somebody else would, it really is just something that innately comes to me. So I know that my zone of genius is in the leadership realm. The other part to that leadership realm that comes for me is my ability to speak publicly, my ability to build relationships, my ability to connect with other people. So when I'm talking about building relationships and connecting with other people, it looks very much like this. There are many people who have a hard time turning on a camera and speaking to a camera and then hoping that their message then gets to the right audience. That for me is not something that is difficult. I have been doing that for years. I have been leading and being at the forefront of things for years. And it's not because I think I am better than anyone else. It's just one of my natural talents, one of my innate abilities. To give you guys a little bit of context, just so you can understand where I'm coming from, my parents were pastors for a very very long time and my father even in his advanced age is still very much a pastor. And so for me, I was always exposed to a platform. I was always exposed to leading up front. I was always exposed to being in the presence of many people. The the earliest memory that I can think of of me holding a microphone and feeling comfortable enough to address a large crowd of people was at 5 years old. When I was five years old, I remember being at a uh, retreat or an advance, if you will, with my family, Um, and I don't know how it happened, but I remember being five, and I remember that I was singing to a crowd of easily 500 people, and I was so small at that time that they had to stand me either on top of a table or on top of a chair. I remember that experience so very clearly, mainly because it was just something that I was comfortable doing. And I was singing in front of these 500 people and they in turn were singing with me. So it wasn't like I was just singing up there to just entertain people. I was actually leading a group of people in song. And I remember doing that as early as five years old. And this was in upstate New York, surrounded by other groups of leaders and pastors um, and administrators at that time. So when I tell you that being able to speak in this way, being able to articulate a concept in this way is something that I am 100% comfortable with. It is because I have been doing this for such a long time. And so in my zone of genius, my ability to lead and my ability to publicly speak is something that I use to help others who find themselves having a hard time being able to do that who have a hard time being able to articulate a, a concept, being able to articulate, um, have a hard time being able to articulate something that they're passionate about, being uh, having a hard time leading a group of people. The last group of people that I led um, in my more corporate role was a group of about 25 people in two departments on top of all the other things that came from working within these groups of people. So when I tell you that this is my zone of genius, it is because it has been something that I have been doing for a very long time that's number one and number two is something that i actually and thoroughly enjoy doing i love to speak in front of people i love connecting with other people and i also love leading people It is something that I thoroughly enjoy. It is by no surprise that I am a ministry leader at my church. It is by no surprise that I am a coach and mentor for women who are looking to elevate their position and pay. It is by no surprise because these have been things that have been innately placed in me that I thoroughly enjoy to do. So I hope that that makes sense. When you are looking to move up, when you are looking to secure the bag, when you uh, are on that trajectory to get to a six-figure income, you're going to need to understand what what is the difference between your zone of competence, what is it that you do that's well and satisfactory, and what is your zone of genius, so that when you are in your zone of genius, you can also be compensated for the work that you do. So that's number one. The second thing that I have had to learn, and I am still a work in progress, is not feeling the need to do everything on your own. So in my last corporate role, I led a team, like I told you guys, of about 25 people. And I remember distinctly that I was meeting one-on-one with each of these individuals at different points throughout the day. So you can imagine, here I am, being the leader of these two departments, two incredibly busy departments, busy departments. But I was meeting with each of those members at least once a week. So what did that do to my time? That meant that the things that I had planned that I was supposed to be leading our team to do, I could not do because I was busy meeting with everyone else. And some of the some of the meetings were in fact very valuable. But then some of the other meetings were a complete waste of time. And this is why I am not the type of person that like loves to sit in meetings because like who has that kind of time. But I had to learn that if I was going to lead this team effectively, if we were going to create change in the environment that we were in, I was going to need to hire people who could help me to meet the needs of the team so that the team still felt seen, valued and heard, but so that I could stay in my zone of genius, which was to lead okay so what does that look like for you when you have gotten to a place where you can hire people when you are going to be your best self whether you are in a corporate world or you are a business owner on your own you're going to need to surround yourself with the right team and let me tell you giving you an example from my corporate past right the team that i had i knew that i needed someone who would be a systematic thinker i for one am a visionary person like i can see big big visions and and big dreams and like to me let's go after it however where my blind spot is is in strategy or creating system to be able to go after that at least that was. And so I needed to find someone who could help me to formulate, take those big visions that were in my head and then create systems and processes and frameworks that would allow for us to be able to get that. And so that became... That became my right-hand person. That was my director at that time. She is just wired to think in that way. She is wired to think critically. She is wired to ask tough questions. And not because she is challenging, but because she is trying to get us to a place where if I'm going to lead, the team now has a clear directive of how we're going to get to this place. So my job was to be able to articulate what was the, the goal, what was the vision for the group, for the department, for um, the people that I was leading, her role was to be able to strategize with the team so that we could get to that vision. So this is why she became my right hand. And it helped me big time because it took me from having to meet with, 20 some odd people throughout the week to being able only to have to meet with six or seven key people. The other person who came onto my team at that time, which was instrumental was my events person. Again, the role that I was in, we were very much in front. We were meeting people, we were on the road, we were talking to people. In many cases, a lot of the the things that I was doing required me to think in English and in Spanish because I was trying to um, create relationships with people people. And so the person who came alongside me or joined the team was my events manager person. And that events manager person, she just has the ability to plan um events in a way that I have never seen. She's super super detail oriented. <coughs> Excuse me. She's super detail oriented. So it did not it wasn't difficult for her to plan how people were going to check in, at what time they were going to show up, who was going to be placed where strategically so that the experience for the folks that were coming would be the best possible experience. And then the other person that came alongside me was my finance person, the person who helped me to look at budget, to look at numbers, because if you have not picked up Um, In your time being here, friend, I have champagne taste, but a water budget. I don't know if anybody else has that issue, but I have champagne taste on a water budget. So my finance person would be like, okay, great, you wanna host this event. This is how much it's going to cost. And realistically, this is how much we have to spend. And when it came to being able to meet the, the need of creating the experience, but still not going bankrupt, my finance person helped me to think creatively, helped me to strategically align and move things around. Because she, again, was wired to think in numbers, in spreadsheets, in pivot tables. If, if I'm mentioning those things to you and you're like ready to crawl out of your skin, baby, I understand. Because spreadsheets, <laughs> pivot tables, tables, graphs and charts like those things are just not my jam. However, I understood that it was necessary for me to at least have an understanding of how that operated and I also needed to have someone who was ex like excellent, right? In being able to analyze data being able to pull numbers down and bring it to bite-sized pieces so that my decisions as the leader would then not only benefit the group but also benefit the people that we were trying to serve so that is what i'm sharing with you when it comes to being able to find yourself a team so like that you're not doing everything on your own now on this journey that i'm at i still have help i have someone that i meet with on mondays and fridays to help me plan out my week help me also pay attention to the the goals that we set at the beginning of the week. And how are we, how are we meeting those goals by the end of the week? I also have someone who helps me to coordinate and organize video because while I love to talk to people, I don't have the editing abilities of what you're seeing right now. And so she is incredible in being able to do that. And so this is why I tell you, don't feel like you need to be able to do everything on your own because it's going to take you out of your zone of genius and place you back into your zone of competence. And then you don't stay out anymore. So, if you're going to navigate to this place where you are bringing in the bag, it's going to require that you number 1 understand the difference between your zone of competence and your zone of genius. I I highly Highly, highly, highly recommend that you read the book, The Big Leap, because that will help to um, just clarify these two concepts, the zone of genius. There's really four, but it'll help you to clarify um, these concepts. The other thing is to make sure that you're not doing it by yourself. Make sure you have help. And as women, especially women of color, we struggle with having help because we've been taught or we have been um, conditioned to be able to do things on our own, to be able to, to navigate things, even some traumatic things, on our own without having the support of anybody else. And I am here to tell you that if you're going to experience breakthrough, if you're going to experience success, if you're going to experience all of those things on that that other side, that you know there is more for you, it's going to require a team. It is very true of the fact when you're raising children that they say it takes a village to raise a single child. It still takes a village for a woman to be able to accomplish the things that she has placed on her heart and on her soul. And I come against every single lie that has told you that you've had to do it on yourself, on your own. And here's the thing, like you may not have the money to hire people, but you definitely have people within your zone of influence that are willing to help. You just need to be able to ask for that kind of help. I'm gonna say that again. There are going to be people who are in your life, who are in your zone of influence that you don't have to pay. They are willing to help you. You just have to be willing to allow them to help you. And I think that as women, we struggle with that. We struggle with that. And and it plays out, for those of you who are married, it plays out even in our marriage if we're not careful. We automatically assume that our husbands or our partners are going to be in our head and know exactly what we need, when we need it, and how we need it. That could not be further from the truth. And so I'm gonna digress, cause that's gonna be a whole topic in and of itself later on. But you need to be able to surround yourself with the right people if you're going to be able to secure the bag in 2023 and onward, okay? And then the last thing that I, wanna, that I want to encourage you to do is to continue learning. The fact that you are listening and you've made it to this point and on this um, talk that we're having leads me to believe that you have a desire to learn. You have a desire to change the trajectory on which you're at, and it is 100% possible for you to be able to do so. But you have to be intentional about your ability to learn. If you are a woman in a leadership role and you have not learned anything new within the last three to six months, it is very easy to assume that you will become stagnant. I'm going to say that again because I think that some people don't realize that. If you are a woman in leadership... And you have not challenged yourself to learn something new within the last three to six months, you are going to become stagnant. And much like stagnant water stinks after a while, so will your leadership. And it will lead to things like burning out. It is a very clear indicator to me at least. When you start to feel burnt out, when you start to feel um, like you're not adding value, when you start to feel less than, it is a clear indicator that points one and two that I made earlier have been neglected. And so when you get to the point of trying to continue to learn, what happens instead of learning is that you become more frustrated. And it's because you have not created the capacity within you to be able to learn because you've been tied up and trying to do everything on your own because you have been stuck in your area of in your zone of competence instead of operating in your zone of genius. And so when it comes to your learning, my love, you need to be 100 percent intentional about what you are going to learn. And it doesn't need to be a new topic. It could very well be defining or refining um, a skill of yours that is already pushing you into your zone of genius. So it could very well be, if you are a public speaker, getting better in your public speaking. Understanding the concept of your story. If you are someone who is in Excel and and you're, you're tactical, it is learning a new technique that you then can teach to someone else. The biggest way that you can identify whether you are learning a subject matter well is not only to retain the information, but then to be able to teach it to others. And if you have created and have been intentional about your ability to learn something new, like you become just such a powerhouse, such a a, a genius behind that. You, beca- you, you start to attract the right people. People want to be around you. Why? Because the fact that you are learning and then teaching them what you have learned has now helped them to continue to grow. So you see how that like it, it has to come like all full circle. You have to be willing to get comfortable in the fact that you don't know all things. That's where imposter syndrome comes in. excuse me, it comes in because you come to the place where you realize that there is a gap between your knowledge and your expertise. But when you are intentional about addressing that gap, and then being able to teach others what you have learned, it completely changes the dynamic. Now you're not stuck in this place of feeling like, man, I, 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 I'm just not good enough. When you have been creating the space within you constantly to be able to learn, to be able to teach, and you're intentional about that, that will only open more doors for you. Okay, so I want you to think through and list out what have been some of the new things that I have learned in the last three to six months. That's number one. And then number two, how have I been able to teach this new subject matter to someone else? It could be a new team member. It could be your spouse. It could be your child. What are you doing that is new that you can teach to someone else? And I'm gonna give you guys an example. Over the last year, over the last year, I've kind of been on a renaissance, if you will, of what I want to do with my life, with my, um, with my business, with my ministry. I have been kind of unpacking some new things and it has been incredibly uncomfortable. Why? Because just when I thought I understood something, something else popped up and I was like, oh, I need to learn how to do that effectively. And so, over the last year, I have learned a whole bunch of new skills, a whole bunch of new um, abilities that I didn't even know I had within me. But now that I've these things have come to the surface, it's only being able to to sharpen the focus of what I am actually put on this earth to do. And there, there's a there's a saying that says that there are the two most important days in your life: the day that you are born, and the day the day that you are. So there's two important um, days in your life. I want to make sure that I get this right. There's two important days in your life. The day that you are born and the day that you find out why you were born. And so for me, I have spent this whole last year since March identifying why I was put on this earth. Like I had glimpses of it, but to be able to see it in the lives of other people and to be able to see the change within other people at the, at the hands of what I have always known to be true about Susanna has been life-changing and it doesn't feel like work. It feels like i have reached my place where i can genuinely help people to feel seen valued and heard but also to know what their purpose is on this side (coughs) so those have been some of the things but it's taken me being really intentional about learning a new skill about learning how to put myself in an uncomfortable place only for a little while and this is the part that i don't want you to miss because if you are going again to secure the bag it's going to require you being intentional but you also being in a place where you are willing to be uncomfortable for a little while because it's only a little while once you've gotten into a place of mastery it doesn't it's not anything new anymore and now you've put yourself in a place where you can continue to learn and grow your capacity So I hope that today, as you have listened to this um, teaching, it's helped you to identify the areas where you're at. And I'd love for you to tell me, Susanna, point number one really hit with me or point number two or point number three. And I'm going to repeat what those points were, okay? So point number one is knowing the difference between your zone of competence and your zone of genius. Again, remember your zone of competence is something that you do well, but you don't stand out or have anything unique of value to offer outside of everybody else who's doing that same task. Your zone of genius is where your natural talents and your passion come together and you become a powerhouse. Those are the two differences between um, your zone of competence and your zone of genius. The second piece that I want you to remember is don't feel the need to have to do everything by yourself. One of the biggest mistakes that I see women in leadership do is feel that they have to do everything by themselves. And in essence, what happens is you spread yourself so thin that you cannot do one single thing with excellence. Surround yourself with people Whose zone of excellence or zone of genius is where your zone of competence begins. I promise you, I promise you that when you're able to do that, it will significantly change your dynamic. It'll even take it'll take you even further than you could have thought of. The women who have come alongside me to build me up, to help me to continue to get my message out, they have changed my life for the better. So point number one was understand the difference between your zone of competence and your zone of genius. The second point is don't feel like you need to do everything on your own. And the third is continue learning. Continue learning. Be intentional about your learning ability. Learn 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 and in this uh, in this journey of learning there's going to be a series of uh, phases that you will go through there will be the phase where you confront what you have learned and identify that this no longer serves you there will be a phase in which you have to unlearn in order to relearn okay? And then there will be the phase in which what you have learned now will project you forward, will move you forward into something new, okay? So make sure that you are intentional about your learning. Make sure that you have created the capacity for you to learn. You may have the capability, but if you don't have the capacity to learn, you're not going to retain the information that you have learned, So I wanna thank you today for joining me. I hope that this blessed your life and it helped you to see things from a different light and stay tuned for the next one.